This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello, how are you doing? And welcome to the show. I've got a very simple one for you this time. We're talking about how to prioritise ideas. So maybe you've been in a brainstorming session, you've got lots of ideas or just lots of different things and floating around and you want to put some structure behind them and, and get on with taking some action on some of your thinking. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in this show. I'm going to share eight different innovation frameworks that you can use to prioritise ideas, whether or not you're working in a group or you've got small groups working together or if you're working on your own. So idea sorter, the Moscow method, the KJ method, also known as the Kawakita Jiro method, Rice method, the Kano model, WSJF, which stands for the weighted shortest job first, the Eisenhower box and the Ivy Lee method, or my interpretation of it. All of those frameworks, we're going to run through them so that you've got a great toolkit and you can pick the prioritization tool that works for you and your ideas. I'm going to whiz through these and if you want a more in-depth look at these or some step-by-step -step instructions, I will talk you through them, but you can also go to the bigbangpartnership.co.uk website to the blog there and find how to prioritise your ideas. Search for that on the blog page and you'll find um, all of this broken down and written for you as well. And one thing I'd say is that in this show, I'm going to sort of talk through everything in detail, but it can be handy as well to have a look at that blog. Okay, let's get started. The first one is a tool that I've created, and you can actually download this tool for free on the Idea Time resource page, content studio resource page on the Big Bang Partnership website. I just call it the Idea Sorter. So essentially, you've got all your ideas, write them down in the first column, get them all down, and then score each of those ideas, each for value, how much value are they going to bring, either to you or to your business or to the customer or to, to all of those. So give that a score. I suggest out of five, but you can create your own scoring method. A fit score. So how well does the idea fit with the strategy, with your aspirations, with where you're heading, your goals and intentions with your business. So give that a score out of five. And a doability score. So doability, by that I mean how easy is it or difficult to execute, to implement, to make it happen. So give yourself a doability score um, also out of five. And I tend to say the higher the score, the better. So five out of five brings brilliant value, would be a brilliant fit and is really doable. So score all of those and then you can either add them or multiply them. Sometimes you might want to weight one higher than the other. Again, that's entirely up to you. And then look at the scores, total them and make a decision. Is it go, no go, modify or park? 
is it all stacking up and you're thinking, yeah, that's looking really good. The scores are looking good. That's something I need to do something with. That's a go. Or actually, in the round, it's not such a great idea for me right now. After all, no go. Modify could be there's something in it, but it's not quite fully formed yet. I need to go back and do some more thinking. And a park is, well, that could be a good idea, but maybe just not for now. Maybe I need to come back to that or we need to come back to that at a later stage. And when you've got your decisions for each of your ideas, then think about what is the next action. So this is a great tool for prioritising, sorting out your ideas, scoring them, making a decision in terms of what you're going to do next and then deciding what is your next action. So your next action could be, well, look, this is a good idea, but it's business as usual. So we're going to put that into the usual mix and just get on and do it. It could be something significant that isn't part of your day to day. So you might want to create and set up a special project for it or a specific project for it. Or a JDI is stands for just do it. You just need to crack on and get it done and make it happen. That tool, I often use it for myself when I'm thinking about brainstorming ideas and what I want to do with all of those ideas. So put them through that filter, through that process. And I also use it really successfully with groups of people as well after a brainstorming or ideation session. Okay, method number two is the Moscow method. A Moscow is an acronym. It's M-O-S-C-O-W. And it's an acronym for must have, something that's critical for the project's success, should have, it's important but not crucial, could have, nice to have if it's possible within the project's constraints and won't have this time. So ideas that you think, yeah, they're, they're a good idea, but not for now, okay? So you prioritise these ideas. So you put the ideas, you might have an idea for a new product or a new service, and you've got all these ideas about what you're going to do to make this product, service, process, whatever it is, great. And it's really about saying, okay, is this a must-have idea? Is it a should-have, a could-have, or a won't-have idea? And then you decide, usually with sticky notes or something similar, you decide which category they're in. And what you can do is you can then track that. So as your project product service process evolves and you get some of the key things underway, the must-haves and hopefully some of the should-haves, you can then start to introduce some of the could-haves and build those in at a later stage. So you're actually creating a nice roadmap. And you can use the Moscow method to keep these ideas updated as you continue to evolve that product, service or process. Okay, so idea prioritization framework number three is the KJ method. This is the Kawakita Jiro method, and it's named after its creator. And all it is, it's a very consensus building tool. So it's a bit different from the other tools that I've been describing really that are quite structured and involve scoring. This is a bit more intuitive and it's about sorting out lots and lots of ideas and, and organising them and putting them together in a way that makes sense. Essentially, with the KJ method, all you do is you get everybody to display their ideas, again, on sticky notes or, or something similar where everyone can see and 
you just get them placed out there randomly and then ask the teams to group similar ideas again you can do this on your own into things that seem to be connected and related to each other give each group a name so i usually ask people to put a ring around it and give it a title and then start to prioritize and discuss each of those clusters i call them sticky note clusters based on how important they are how feasible they are or any other criteria that's important to the idea um, that you're working on and then capture that and take some action and driver action plans and build that in and maybe you could use this with some of the other innovation frameworks that I've been sharing with you and number four for prioritization is the RICE scoring method now RICE stands for reach impact confidence and effort and for each idea that you've got or each feature, maybe it's you've got ideas for a new product and it's got different features or an app or something like that. And you want to list all the features and you're trying to work out which features are more important than others. Or maybe it's just a long list of ideas for content, for social media content or just other ideas to grow your business, whatever it might be. So you list all of those and then give them a score for reach. By reach, I mean how many people are going to be impacted positively by this, right? And give that a score. It doesn't necessarily have to be the number of people. You can score this based on, oh, it's going to be a lot of people, so I'm going to give it a score of 100, for instance. The impact it's going to have, how much of a positive difference the idea is going to make. And the confidence score, I think this is a really interesting one. The confidence score is how confident you are that this idea will succeed and make that difference and have the impact. And then the effort score, of course, is how much effort is it going to be to put that idea into practice? What you do is you give each of those a score. Some suggestions here are for confidence. You know, if you're 100 percent confident, you're highly confident, you know, couldn't be more sure. 50 percent is making an educated guess. Use scoring methods that work for you and use scoring numbers that work for you. But essentially the RICE score is the reach multiplied by the impact, multiplied by the confidence, all of those three, reach, impact and confidence in brackets, divided by the effort. And then rank and prioritise them. And obviously the better the score, the higher the priority. There are lots of different ranking and assessment tools here. And it's about you picking one that you think works for you. I think this works really well in terms of looking at products, features for markets, when you're looking at, at content, looking at publishing, and when you're looking at doing new customer service um, improvements. So that's the RICE scoring method. Number five is the Carno model. Again, this one's named after its creator. It's a 1980s model named after Professor Noriyaku Kano, and it's really good for product development and customer satisfaction. And by the way, when I'm talking about customers, you can use also use these for things internally, for internal customers inside your organization as well as externally. You know, they don't all have to be things that you are um, creating to sell and to grow. They can be tools and systems and approaches that you want to use inside the business for your internal customers, your colleagues, your employees. It's a good one to use when you've got some quite well-developed thinking about what you want to do and you want to prioritise them. 
Essentially, in the Carnot model, you have two axes. One axis, which is the horizontal axis, is the presence of a characteristic that you're thinking about featuring in your new product or service or solution. And on the vertical axis is customer satisfaction, going from dissatisfaction to neutral to delight. And presence of the characteristic is either absent or fulfilled. So horizontal, you've got absent characteristic through to a characteristic fulfilled. And the vertical axis, you've got dissatisfaction, neutral and delight for customer satisfaction. And then you think through all the different aspects of the characteristics that you're looking to incorporate. So for instance, I'll give you a very simple example. I have a highlighter pen. So the characteristics of this pen is that it is a great highlighter and it stands out. The highlighter ink standing out, that characteristic is fulfilled. How does that make me feel as a customer? Am I dissatisfied, neutral or delighted, probably just above neutral, right? It doesn't particularly overexcite me, but it does what it needs to do. So therefore, the characteristic is there, that it needs to be there. It's doing the job of a highlighter pen and it's satisfying me as a customer because it's performing in the way that it needs to. So it will be in the top right-hand quadrant, although down towards the bottom row. Now, it's not particularly delighting me. It's a pretty functional item. If I sort of pick up, you know, my mobile phone, my mobile phone case, there are things that would delight me, you know, that it's a very kind gift. And uh, you can see it's got my initials uh, monogrammed on the cover. So I like that, right? So there's a, a, a personalization characteristic there. So that's fulfilled. And it's delighting me because um, it was a really nice touch and a nice thought of the people from the people who made it. So then you plot them and you see what is delighting customers, what needs to be in place, and also what turns customers off. There are five categories of this. Firstly is basic needs, right? The highlighter pen needs to highlight stuff in a way that is functional. And a performance need, yeah, it's nice and bright. It doesn't run out easily and it's easy to use. That's the second category. Third is an excitement need. Sometimes we just only need something functional, but often when we're creating a great value proposition, we want people to be excited by our products and services and motivated to buy them or use them. So that's where we're starting to get into, oh, that was nice. That was a nice touch of that company to know my initials and put them on there for me. And in different needs, they could be there, not there, who cares, does it matter? And a reverse thing is something that would make me not want to use it, something that would make the customer stop, be prevented from using it and being engaged with the product or service. So different sorts of needs. And if we go back, that's by plotting out these characteristics, you can see what's there. It's a really useful way of prioritising, just getting the shape around a new product, service, process, system that you want to do, taking the user's perspective in mind, which is what we always want to do, is think about the customer and make it customer-centric. Okay, we're on to number six of eight. So we're nearly there. I've got three more to go, if my maths are right. And this one is um, WSJF, standing for the Weighted Shortest Job First. And there are some similarities with this method to some of the other methods that I've shared with you, like rice and so on. This method is used in SAFE, which is the Scaled Agile Framework, for those of you that are interested. 
and it's about prioritizing jobs or ideas based on the cost of delay. So the cost of, you know, how much is it going to disadvantage you by not doing it and the size of the task at hand. So it helps you determine which things to tackle first based on how much value they deliver and how much time they take. So again, get all your ideas, everything down and determine the perceived value, give that a score, estimate the job size. Is it going to be hard, easy? List that, score that for each of of the items on your list. And you could think about in terms of time, resources, complexity, all of those things. So that's down to you selecting your criteria. For all of these, you can swap these criteria around to suit your project. And then essentially, you just calculate an overall score for each idea, which is the value divided by the job size. And obviously, those with a higher score tackle first because they're going to give you the most value for the least effort. And this, I think, is is a variation on the impact effort matrix or grids where you've got impacts from low to high on one axis and you've got effort from low to high on another axis and you plot things accordingly and then that helps you prioritise. An oldie but a goodie is number seven which is the Eisenhower box also known as the urgent important matrix. Again just get your ideas and decide which quadrant they sit in. Two axes Is it important, non-important on the vertical one and urgent or non-urgent on the horizontal one and decide where things go? So if something is urgent and important, yeah, just crack on. That falls into the JDI, the just do it category from framework number one as well. So just do it and schedule it if it's non-urgent but important. This is about creating time to do things. So by non-urgent, it could be that this idea is going to help you move forward quite significantly, but you've got other pressing priorities right now. But, you know, if you don't make time for it and put that time in your calendar, you're not going to get round to that idea. So do make sure you capture those ideas and do find time to start work on them. So that's why that's useful. If it's non-urgent and not important, why on earth are we doing it? So eliminate it entirely. And if it's not important or urgent, either delegate it, postpone it, or you know try and find a way of, of not doing it at all as well might be a good thing. So it's not important but urgent. You know, that sometimes is some other priority that's not relevant. So find ways around it. And I like my final one, number eight, which I've done as an adaption of the Ivy Lee method. Again, it's called the Ivy Lee after the consultant who created it or or who first used it. And once you've got loads of ideas in front of you, the thing to do is to pick the top six that you think these have got the most promise. Just do that intuitively. You know, they feel compelling, they feel exciting, they feel useful, and then prioritise them. So rank those six and only those six in order of their true potential for innovation and alignment with things you want to achieve, your goals, your objectives, your vision. As I say, stick to six ideas because this gives you clarity and it gives you focus. And then what you do is you dive deep into the first idea. You leave the other five to one side for a while and you work through the first idea in a lot more detail. You might want to do some more feasibility work. You might want to discuss it with colleagues or make a prototype. So what I don't want you to do, if you're going to use this method, the way to use it 
is don't jump between the other ideas and start this one and pick this one up. So many of us do that, don't we? We bounce between ideas and try and keep them all going. No, work through one and do it quickly. Do it in a lean, agile way, but focus on one. And then once you've sufficiently explored that idea and you've got a direction for it, then you move on to the next idea. Just keep going, refining and repeating and shuffling the order. So that's the Ivy Lee method. I like that one because it forces you to focus on something, get on with it, decide whether or not you're going to use it or not. And then if not, you can move on to the next idea on your list. But it's really good practice to focus on doing one thing at a time and not bouncing between ideas. We waste so much time when we bounce between ideas. So you've got eight tools there from idea sorting, working through in terms of working out what your next action is going to be, the Ivy Lee method, refocusing on one at a time based on your top half dozen. You've got some more sort of scoring types of methods as well with Rice and the others. So you've got quite a selection there in your toolkit. So I do hope that's been useful. As I've said, it's just a short one, a very simple, very straightforward one. I've just been using some of these really recently and think how useful they are. And I find it useful to have all of these things in one place so that you can just you know, pick what you want to use. Adapt them to suit your needs. And if you would like any help or you've got any more that you want to suggest, any of your favourites that I've not covered here, then please drop me a note in the comments and let me know. And there's loads of free stuff for you over at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. So do head over there and you'll find that idea sorter template as well. So thank you very much. I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Jo North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.